if you're not doing all these tricks, it's going to take 10 minutes as opposed to it taking two minutes. Hold on, give me a little more credit than that. God. <laughs> Another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. Welcome back. Raina, I have something to discuss with you. I feel like it's December 5th and you have barely talked about soup at all <laughs> this whole season. And thank you so much for bringing this up. And also, I have I didn't really get to talk about Thanksgiving that much last week. Am how much are you going to make fun of me if I spend another week talking about Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> you tried last week. We edit, we edited it out. <laughs> so you get the whole month of July to talk about cancer season. I should get more than one week to talk about Thanksgiving. Okay, well, why don't you tell the audience why you've dialed back your soup talk this year? I feel like I don't even care that much about soup anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, and okay. I feel like it's become my whole identity and personality. Soup. Like, it's embarrassing. The amount of memes that get sent to me about soup, it's embarrassing. Not about, like, masturbating or, like, being a bad bitch or, like, anything. <laughs> Just, like, about, like, success or looking good or, like, fashion people. Like, soup. So I have been tagged in this t-shirt, this soup-powered fuck machine t-shirt meme. I feel like I'm being trolled on the internet. I'm about to get off the internet. I hate it so much. Stop sending it to me. Stop tagging me in this fucking t-shirt. I hate it so much. So this is exactly why I brought this up. I, I wanted to walk you right into this. Thank you. Um, I knew that you've been dialing it back because you've been so overloaded with memes and specifically that meme. So people send it to me to show you, you will not acknowledge it. <laughs> if you would just post it and say, thank you for thinking of me, then maybe people would stop. Here's if you the thing. Go into my, my, my request, my DM request. Yeah. Every day there's about 30 and all of them just say, send post, send post, send post, send post, because it's just hundreds of you sending it to I mean, me. I don't want to come across like ungrateful that people think of me, but every time, every year, anything with Home Alone, that's how it is. I'll have hundreds of DMs and I'm like, mm -hmm. I've seen it. Here's the thing though. Soup powered fuck machine <laughs> is so funny. It yeah, is the first your, time I it, heard it, it was funny, like, Ashley. You, you need to acknowledge it <laughs> to everyone right now. It is you as a person. That's what I would describe you as. I don't at. even eat that much soup anymore, okay? I don't even remember the last time I had soup. Actually, my cousin Casey made soup for Thanksgiving, and I said, no, thank you. I didn't even eat it at the Thanksgiving table. I just, I feel like I don't care about it that much okay. anymore. Um, You're retired I am acknowledging it. I do want to say I agree with you. I, I love that you guys think of me, and I yeah, love that yeah. you see something funny and you're like, Raina would love that. So thank you. Keep doing that for everything else besides soup. Okay. Well, I, it sounds a little bit like you're retiring from the game, but I am. I, I just, I'm out the game. When I think about soup-powered fuck machine, <laughs> I like laugh out loud. As I'm aware of the holiday show, I just walk out with that and heels. <laughs> All right. So welcome to the show from a soup-powered fuck machine, or no longer soup-powered fuck machine. I'm, I'm retired. I'm just your average soup liker these okay. days. I'm out the game. <laughs> You out the game. The game. <laughs> Thank you. I said it a few minutes ago. You didn't catch it. It's a Chris DiStefano <laughs> reference from his special what, 38 Ways. That's like a quote. You out the game. 
Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. Just slipping into something more comfortable. I feel like, so last week I like was watching the YouTube of myself just like sitting back in a sweatshirt and I just, I looked so comfy. So I'm I know. do that more. Well, okay, so... That being said, we do have our interview today that we did film in a different studio and I wore jeans. <laughs> I like the outfit, but like looking back, I'm like, no more podcasting in jeans. Well, I don't know why I did that. You've done it up here a couple of times. <sighs> I know that. Yeah. I, that was weird too. Um, I, I mean, I, mean, I love jeans. Jean powered fuck machine. <laughs> I've come around to jeans a lot. I think you knew me for years before you saw me in a jean, and now I wear jeans all the time. Well, you're you transitioned into jeans with that one uh, overalls that you wore every day for three months. <laughs> I'm glad you Raina, you wore every day. <laughs> like you, you flew in it. You flew, you flew, flew in shorts. In no, I didn't. Yes, you did. You bitch, you had your thighs touching the seat. You and you were even first class then. You were sitting in the window eating your soup, shorts on a plane, window shade overalls, up, jean overall shorts. I had short alls. I was on an amazing plane yesterday morning. Everybody in the plane, 9:30 in the morning plane, all the windows up. I was shook by it. I couldn't believe it. And I'm glad that you brought up this thing about me doing the same thing every day all the time. Because we talked about me doing the same like workout all the time. And at Thanksgiving dinner, oh, I get to see how Thanksgiving into this. This is amazing. <laughs> Anna, cut this. <laughs> Anna, this stays. I pay Take you a too. drink every time I um, this Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, my mom was telling the whole table that like as a kid, I always, I would pick one movie and I would just watch it like over and over and over and over. And I would read the same books over and over and over again. Like this, huh. I didn't realize this is like actually a personality trait of mine. I do like... Pick one thing and do it a lot. That's interesting. The, the, I did do the movie thing too. What was what were your movies? Oh my god! Thank you for asking. Don't tell mom the babysitter. Same. <laughs> oh my god. Also, we had to rent it every time. We like, went to block. Blockbuster was wiling out on Friday nights, and we had like a snack tray. My mom would bring snacks downstairs. Sometimes we went to Hollywood Video, and they had this room in the back where my dad would go. It was the. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, so we, we were more support local. We went to video scene. It was like a small franchise. There was one in Smyrna, one in Dover. Maybe uh-huh. there was one somewhere else. Like our family was kind of like, what, anti-establishment. We didn't do Blockbuster. <laughs> um, but when I think about it, yes, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Aladdin? And- there was like a busted up old Aladdin before the Disney Aladdin. We owned Aladdin. <laughs> Not to brag. Do you, you remember that owned? Disney Disney t- VHS tapes would come in this They're like puffy. big, mm-hmm. yes, like mm-hmm. padded. Pa- like, what yeah. were we gonna do to them? And when I got older, scream just every day. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway. So I'm a, I was a creature of habit, I guess. I guess it's like a thing. I wear overalls just until I can't wear them no more. You are kind of more like that. Mm-hmm. But you're also food. adaptable. You're not just like you know a set in your ways type of person. Guys, a couple things we. Would love if you would leave a rating for the podcast, if you listen on iTunes or even Spotify, but let's just push the iTunes today. So if you're enjoying this, leave a rating, leave, I don't know, if you want to write a review, leave your favorite girls got to eat quote, just write soup powered fuck machine. Just bomb <laughs> our reviews with soup powered fuck machine. I would love to see it. I won't look at it, but we'll have Bella look at it and screenshot. <laughs> right. What kind of soup you guys like? Leave a recipe. <laughs> If you guys leave a recipe, I'll get back into soup again. Okay, this is it. You've got to power up this fuck machine. So leave recipes on our iTunes. Um, And we have the holiday show in New York coming up uh, December 15th. So we just wanted to say if you have anything like crazy stories to share, email us at stories at girlsgottoeatpodcast.com. But you can also still go to girlsgottoeatpodcast.com. But email us with anything crazy. And then of course, we love if you tell us the tea on who you're coming with. If you want to roast your friends, you, you're coming with your ex, your parents, like whatever you feel like is interesting about your situation and people you're coming with, or you have a story to share, or you know what I'm going to say this too. Any like traumatizing or even funny breakup stories, I'm going to ask for them and coming in 2023. So we'll start with the holiday show. So okay. give us your heartbreak stories. <laughs> we'll make you feel better at the show. And yeah. of course, as always, like, you know, people you're coming with, the, we love to do the roasts and email stories at girlsgottypodcast.com. And then if you want to get ahead of it, any show you're coming to in 2023, still do this. Just give us the city and your subject line. Yeah. And we have tons of shows coming up. We are so excited to get back out on the road. I think we have 19 shows um, February through June and a lot of them still have tickets left. Um, limited Bold. tickets, but um, we do have them. So yeah, of course, go to girlsgottyeat.com. Um, all of those are listed. The theaters are so fun. The cities are so fun. Lots of places we've never come to before. And we created this really cute thing on our website. It's a little greeting card um, for me and Ashley oh, yeah. and Azul. So if you want to give this to somebody, tickets um, for the holidays, uh, if you want like a really great gift for people, buy the tickets. And then we made a little gift card that you guys can purchase. I think I set it at like $4 or something. So you guys can buy that at girlsgettypodcast.shop. Uh, and it'll just be like a really nice way to give somebody the tickets. Yes. And you said Azul and that reminded me. So before we hit record, he was up on the top of the couch, like perched up on the top of the cushions, like a cat. Like it was crazy. So we'll show you. We did record a little bit. So Anna just spliced this in so we can show everybody. I just have to people have people see it. He's not even hanging he's, out he'll, he'll come back up here. He's really? on the floor right now, but he was up here. Well, we know you guys missed miss, He was like stunting because he missed the last two <laughs> He weeks. was stunting. <laughs> stunting like my daddy. Um, okay. And then, of course, vibes only. We introduced the Lucy last week. It is flying off the shelves, <laughs> probably because of my dad's video. <laughs> Can I tell you something funny about this? Yes. Okay. So 
I put, put put this on my Instagram. I mean, I got to tell you, I didn't even know if I was going to put it on the feed. It was a last minute decision. I didn't know that it was that funny. We, we recorded this in one take. My brother shot it. It's basically me at, at home on Thanksgiving Day showing my dad the Lucy Bullet, our newest product, which is named after what I would name my daughter and also my mom. Her name is Lucinda. He's wearing shorts, flip-flops, flip-flops just sw- <laughs> swinging a glass of wine around. Okay, so here's, very here's the part that I've been wanting to tell you. So I had this idea. I was like, I want to do a product reveal with my dad. I think it'll be really funny. And like, he was just busy all day. He was cooking the turkey. Everybody's running around. I knew I wanted Matt to film it. And I'm just like starting to be a nag. I was like, if you don't get over here, like I was like, we have to do this before people start coming over. I finally, like that was like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes before people started showing up for Thanksgiving dinner. As I sit down, I put these two stools next to each other. And I was like, get your wine. You know, you're like, you know, people are going to expect to see you with a glass of red, whatever. My dad's like notorious for his like swirling. He goes and he puts his wine from his red wine glass into like a plastic cup, like a travel like plastic. Like a red? Like a- no, like a wine glass, but like a plastic, you know, one that you hold in your hand. And he comes over, he goes, got my, got my plastic wine glass. I go, you're not going on a boat. <laughs> Well, he was dressed like he was. (laughs) Your dad is wearing thong flip-flops in this video, end of November, and a t-shirt and shorts. (laughs) But I I was like, that's, that is so true. But like when that line popped into my head, like I was like, in what world do you transfer from glassware to plasticware? (laughs) What do you think we're about to do? Where did he think he was going? I'm pretty sure I've seen him ride the lawnmower around the acres of farm with a glass glass. Where, what do you think was going to happen? If he was dressed like he was. I love him so much. And I feel like one of the number one questions in every interview we've ever done is like, what do your parents think about what you guys do for a living? We really are so lucky. I know. Like, and I do gem. like, I have to tell you, like, you know, this is my dad. I've been with him since birth. I've been with him. You know, like he, I know he's funny, but like, even doing the video, I was like rolling my eyes at his like one-liners. I was like, oh my God. Like, why is it so is big? This even funny? No, and it's like, so funny. then when I post it, it like reminds me of how funny and great he actually is. You know, people are like quoting the video. I mean, it's probably the most comments like I've ever gotten. People really liked it. So if you guys want to go watch it and then the Lucy sales skyrocketed. They did. We So we can track the time of day. That- <laughs> <laughs> and where they come from. It was like a very steady, like we put stuff on vibes during the day and we did Instagram stories. I did Instagram stories, but the arc of the day at 8 p.m., it just exploded out of the gate. Yeah. It was amazing. So thank you guys for buying it. We'll do more fun stuff like that. Yes. And of course we have the cum towel. We have the sweatshirt, the mug. I'm obsessed with it. New blow gel flavor, passion fruit. Yes. Uh, and that will come in the get wet set. So you guys can get a set and it's discounted when you combine it all. So it's the massage oil, the lube and the blow gel. And we have vanilla frosting and passion fruit. It comes with the cutest little pouch. Uh, and then you can also go to our Instagram uh, at vibes only and look at a really cute video of it that Ashley worked very hard and Ashley and Anna. Today. Yeah, that's it. I chose, I chose the music and Listen, I'm just going to do a teaser. We are going to have a toy for your butt. And I am insisting you do a product reveal with Bill. Oh, yeah. He already knows about it. He's amped. He wanted to know like how we figured out how long it had to be. And I told my whole family at Thanksgiving that I was the product tester for it. 
<laughs> I told Uncle John and Sherry. I told everybody. Well, it's funny. My family is sex positive, but I've said this before. We're not a family that talks about stuff in, in detail by any stretch, especially not like me and my brother, me and my dad, me and my mom always. Yes. Like I would tell my mom if I gave a blowjob when I was like 20 years old, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it is funny. Like it's part of our business now. And like, I feel so much more comfortable talking about it. And like I was telling Matt and Steph how I had to product test that 3D sample. <laughs> Just tell, you, tell them to, about it. We have a product. We have two new toys coming out. Yes, and one we got the hard 3D sample. It's not made of silicone yet. It's hard, hard as a rock, hard plastic. I had to put it inside of me. I had to loop we it. We didn't up. actually stop a meeting so she could go to it because we had to see the the fit. And I was like, oh my, I'm just. I can't stick this hard plastic dry in my pussy. Like I had to <laughs> put lube on it while you guys waited on a Zoom. <laughs> That's our lives. Our entire office is full of sex toys you've used as well. It's just Ashley's pussy is everywhere. I put two of your vibrators in my bag this weekend to go home. Well, it's funny because when I did the thing with my dad, this little BTS, the, the bullet reveal, I was like, don't worry, it's fresh. And I picture the narrator saying it was not fresh. I, that's what was going through my head. I was at the nail salon last night going, liar. It was cleaned and my dad didn't touch it, but whatever. A clean toy is a fresh toy. I think it's fine. It's clean. I'm, it's like jewelry. I like think you're, you know, like jewelry doesn't age. You know, you have a diamond that someone else has worn. It doesn't mean it's any less new. I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so just think of our vibrators as diamonds and you can clean them very easily. Um, so the... <laughs> So tons of cool stuff for yourself. Thank you guys. You really like went crazy for the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales and just bought so much. And so thank you for supporting us. We work really hard on this stuff and we're really excited to release a couple new things for you. Um, I did try a butt plug on myself in a hotel this summer. So do this for you guys. Well, and that's another BTS. We were what in Montreal and Bella had to bring it. So we left <laughs> a day before her. So one thing she had to do was get the sample delivered to her and present it to you in Montreal when you were in the lobby being loud because that guy was there. <laughs> oh, I was trying to get his attention. He was hot. Okay. And just to uh, wrap up the vibe stuff, um, sign up for the newsletter because we are doing fun stuff. We have a giveaway coming up and you'll get the first look at all the stuff in the newsletter. So just go to vibesonly.com, sign up for the newsletter. Shop around, download the app. Yeah. And um, all of the vibe stuff and the Girls Gotta Eat podcast merch. Um, most of the deadlines for holiday ordering are December 12th. And of course, things can happen once they leave with like the mail systems at this time of year. But um, that's the general date for domestic shipping. And then we have all the um, shipping dates listed on our websites. So you guys can check them out there. But thank you for supporting us on all this stuff. And we hope you just really love it so much. Okay. I have a quick DM to read you. Okay. So this DM uh, came after the episode from two weeks ago with Vanessa Marin. Mm -hmm. We talked about choking and spanking and hand jobs and different things like that. So got this DM. He says, single straight dude listener here. In regards to penis grip pressure, colon, there is no grip limit. <laughs> if, if you're doing a jerk off motion, there is, and it might hurt. But if you keep your hand in one place and squeeze a penis, you literally cannot squeeze too hard. I have big old construction hands and I cannot st statistically squeeze my penis enough to cause pain. Penises are bonkers squeezable. <laughs> He's just like construction hands. I was really turned on and he said bonkers and I lost my boner. Just thought I'd weigh in. You both are very engaging. Thanks for the content. And I wrote back, thank you for the message, hand heart. <laughs> 
<laughs> Could your dick fit inside of these? <laughs> so I just wanted you guys to know, single straight dude construction worker, squeeze a penis as hard as you can. They are bonkers squeezable. I'm turned on. He listens to our show. I'm turned on. Yeah, He's you should construction check worker out. hands. He um, have a, um, his, it looks like his, uh, I don't know what his avatar is. It's not a picture of him, but... That I'll, I'll hook so you guys up. Fun. <laughs> I'll set you guys up. I don't think I've ever, I don't know if you have. Have you ever run into a situation where somebody said that you're like squeezing their dick too hard? <laughs> I think people have told me. Probably just-, just with my tight pussy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh my God, it hurts so bad. <laughs> I, I can't even fit it in there. I'm trying to get two fingers in and I can't. When I put that there. new toy inside of me, I was like, am I like so tight? <laughs> Well, I I will say I'm sure your pussy is very tight, but uh, <laughs> I really I, I don't use penetrative toys a ton until I'm like incredibly turned on. So it's usually after I've been masturbating on my couch, as you know, um, for quite some time that I insert a toy into myself. So I like like to warm it up a little bit, and then I'm bigger. Yeah, of course you dilate. Not you though. Just you just stay tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not having children. I like literally couldn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay, we want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I am obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh. And they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, 
roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. Okay, so can we talk about... (laughs) Michelle Obama's relationship advice. Yeah. So you sent this to me and I didn't read it that much. And now I'm excited because I want you to break it oh down my God. for me. Okay. I can like, um, I can react to it. So here's the thing. We get asked all the time, who is your dream podcast guest? And we will always say the Obamas, Michelle or Barack together. It would be great. You know, yeah. one day, but I love Michelle Obama. It goes without saying, she's just an icon. She's an inspiration, but I found this post which has just got these four pictures of her and Brock and like the one where he's like all upon her in this photo booth is like turning me on. I like zoomed in on, I sent to Kate. I was like, I'm turned on because Kate and I like just jerk off to him. Um, But (laughs) she really in an Instagram caption encapsulated what I feel like would be having her on the podcast to talk about marriage. Like Uh it really just, it's so concise and honest and I I just love it. So, okay. So this was on um, four days ago now. So um, it's fresh. She just posted this pretty recently, like over Thanksgiving probably. So she says, as an adult, I've lived in a number of places, but as far as I'm concerned, I've only ever had one real home. My home is my family. My home is Barack. But here's the thing. Our marriage has never been perfectly 50-50. One of us is always needing more or giving more. We have to be willing to listen to each other honestly and without defensiveness. Only then can we evolve together. Over the years, a lot of young people have asked me about marriage and my response usually goes something like this. You have to prepare yourself for long stretches of discord and discomfort. You have to learn how to make real compromises in the way you've lived as an individual. Glamorizing a relationship while you're dating will lead you straight to difficulty once you're married. You can't paper over problems when you're living with somebody day in and day out. So you've got to ask yourself, what are you trying to get out of this relationship? Have you truly thought it through? Do you want a wedding or do you want a lifelong partnership? Those are two very different things to get Together, you're answering the question, who are we and who do we want to be? And she says, now I want to hear from you. What advice would you share about marriage or relationships? And then there's there's great uh, comments. There's 40,000 comments at this point. Nothing confirmed it more that I don't want to get married. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. After that beautiful thing. But like, it's such honest advice. Mm-hmm. It's That is the tightest, most dense advice I've seen, truly. Yeah. I think that it doesn't glamorize what it is to have a partner. And it really, I mean, everybody's like, it's hard work, but it's worth it. And I I don't know. I think people say that a lot, but to distill it into that and like that sometimes it's really not about you for long stretches of time. And you really have to reframe who you are as a person and what you think your life is going to be like. And that shit is fucking hard. And you look at them Mm -hmm. and they have like the sexiest marriage and they look so happy. And he's always like hyping his wife so much that I think is so nice to see. But I love seeing somebody say, Say that like this isn't this isn't easy and it's not easy for long stretches of time. Yeah, I've never heard somebody say that. Like some people identify a problem, they're uh-huh. like, "Gotta fix it, gotta put a bandaid on this, gotta go to therapy." Gotta, but like acknowledging that it is going to take kind of a long time sometimes, I think is really honest. I think you're so right. That was such a, something that stuck out to me. Long stretches of discord and discomfort. You have to make real compromises in the way you've lived as an individual. Like, and you know what I think is so beautiful about their marriage is they've obviously been together for a long time. I don't know when they met. That probably in their 20s. Like I don't remember. 
you know, I think the way that my life will look, again, I don't know that marriage is something that I necessarily care about. I think that I could find somebody in my 40s and it's a life that's a little bit more running parallel to each other, not together in the way that Michelle and Barack have been. I mean, they have a family also, you know, they have children, like they've been together so long, they built each other up so much like that will probably not be my truth. You know, I've accomplished all that I've all this on my own. And I wanted to find somebody that's accomplished a lot on their own. And that's a way of living. And there's something to be said for meeting someone when you're young. And, you know, even somebody like your your brother who's been with his wife for so long. And like, you grow up together, like you say, you build each, you build your careers together. There is a lot of compromise involved in that. Like some relationships don't have to look like as much comp- compromise or losing any of your individuality or individual goals. You know, yeah. I think that they can look different at different phases in your life. You know, I do look at my brother's relationship with his wife and it's, I was with them all weekend. They're obsessed with each other. They really have fun together. They really like each other. Um, and they're fortunate to have watched the other person grow up. I think they met when they were like 21, 22 and they're, you know, 10, 11, 12 years later, they're still together and really like enjoy each other. And they've grown in the same direction, which is nice. And I remember always looking at that and thinking, I'm really sad that nobody that I'm with that I end up with is ever going to have seen me grow up. I'll never have that. I will never have that in my whole life. And that's sad for me, but anybody that I do find now gets to meet me as a more fully formed person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they know like the product they're taking off the shelf, like what, what it is and Mm -hmm. probably what it's going to be for a while. And I know what my issues are, my patterns are with people. And I think it's nice to meet people when they're a little more fully formed too, because you can make more informed decisions. Like just by the grace of God, not that I believe in God, but you know, as a, as the theory, you know, it worked out for my brother and his wife and that's great, but that's not a lot of people's experiences. And I think about the person I would have married at 27 and I'm like, that's not, that guy's not for me. Yeah. I mean, and I just, I like when people talk honestly about compromise and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I have a girlfriend that I've been talking to recently and she's married, they have children and she's just really excelling at work and she doesn't want to not do the things she wants to do. She doesn't want to not to buy the things she wants to do. Now she's out earning her husband. You see this all the time. I have feel like there was a point in my life as recently where so many of my girlfriends are just blowing past their male partners, whether they're married or they're just, you know, married with kids, married without kids, just been together long-term. And they're like, how do I reconcile this and live my truth and not leave them behind, emasculate them, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's just, there's so much to think about. And I really just love, do you want a wedding or do you want a lifelong partnership? I remember thinking when I was growing up, I never thought when I met new people, what does this look like as a long-term partnership? Nobody ever taught me to think like that. Mm -hmm. My mom taught me to think, if somebody leaves you and you have to support yourself, be able to do that. That's how I was raised. Uh I never thought about, and that's not any fault of my mother's, but I never thought like, what does this person look like as a long-term partner forever? And so I picked people that were like good for now. Mm -hmm. And I never thought about it long-term. And um, I'm actually really glad you brought this up because we have a couple on the show today and we're going to talk about their relationship, Um, Lauren and Michael. And they've been together for, I don't know if they were, did they tell us during the episode, like 20 years or something? They met like middle school. Oh my God, he's doing it. That was a little... If you, guys aren't, if you guys aren't watching the what YouTube... What is happening? Bella, I've never even what? seen you make that face. <laughs> if you guys aren't watching the YouTube oh, now is, is the so full. <laughs> What's he doing? I've never seen him do this before, you guys. He just like climbed on the back of the couch. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Bye. He just wanted to flex on us. You're right. He hasn't been here for two weeks. He's like, I gotta give the people like, what they your want. Show slumped. 
<laughs> yeah, Azola's like, I noticed the YouTube views were down. Um, uh, but yeah, we have a, we have a, an episode today with a couple that's been together for a really long time. And they talk a lot about how they keep their relationship going and, um, you know, sacrifices that they make and living separate lives, having businesses separately, things like that. Well, I like that you said that because I would just like to always remind people that every relationship is different and there are no hard and fast rules and you can't you know, listen to a couple speak about what works for them and be offended by it because that's not how you think because everybody's different, you know? And I always, I think it's nice to see different perspectives because there truly is no one way and people who tell you that are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Talking about how I live my life is not a judgment call on how you live your life. So they're going to say some things today about like how often they have sex and that works for them and that's yeah. great. And they have a lot of sex. Some people are like, I can't do that at the end of the day. I'm fucking tired when I come home. I have three kids. I have no help, you know? So they talk about the stuff that works for them and it's nice to hear they're so hot for each other and it's fun to hear about. Yeah, and I when talking to them, you know, they may approach their relationship a little different than Shan Boudram and her partner, you know, where she's like, we're not fucking right now and that's fine. You know, Uh like I think it's so important to know that everyone has a different story and what makes their relationship healthy and happy. Yeah. And yeah, of course, different economic limitations and things like that. Yeah, of course. There's so many different factors that play into what people are capable and able to do. Okay, so I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up, and that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection. Prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and it just passes the savings directly on to you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, you're a significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay, we want to thank HelloFresh for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. So whether your goal is to save money, eat better, stress less around mealtime, or maybe you want to learn how to cook, HelloFresh is fantastic for that. There is so much variety. I love their lunches and dinners. I love their easy cleanup. They call them quick and easy meals. They have 15-minute recipes. Everything's broken out into really simple steps to follow. So they send all these pre-portioned ingredients. There's so much variety on the site. So I'm just like looking at what they have right now. Cheesy pork and fried pickle burgers. Ashley and I am obsessed with the burgers. Sizzling garlic herb butter steak. Oh my gosh. Crunchy curried chickpea bowls. So 
when I go through this, I think like there's so much stuff that's great for vegetarians or stuff that's great for kids. I love it for a girl's night or a date night. Whatever you're kind of looking for at your mealtime, I really recommend HelloFresh. And they just make it so simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GGE free and use the code GGE free for a free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GGE free with code GGE free. Okay. Do you have racks or do we have like shared racks? I have one rack. So I started watching this show. It's called Fleischman is in Trouble. It's on Hulu. There's, there should be five, four episodes out by the time this episode comes out. Uh, I started, I, it's phenomenal. It's about this uh, couple in New York City. Um, Jesse Eisner plays the husband and Claire Danes, Claire Danes is the wife. Claire Danes on a lifelong stand. She is so incredible. She's it's unreal. about this two couple. I mean, Basically, the first part of the show is is that this couple is going through a divorce and she disappears. And you see the whole relationship from his point of view and the disillusion of their marriage and how, why they fell in love. And you're barreling towards all these things you think are going to make you happy, like marriage, children, success, money, and how all these things sort of like ultimately tear you down in the end and can let you down and all these expectations you have of your life. And so the most of the show and book are about are from his point of view. And then it flips the last like 70 pages of the book because it's also a book that I read. Um, um, it's from her point of view. So you sort of see like how she got to where she is. And it's a really negative portrayal of her. And then you sort of see it from her point of view. And mm. she's still, without, I'm not giving anything away, she still has a lot of sick issues. But um, you sort of see how she got to where she is. And it makes her more sympathetic. And so I watched two episodes. I read that it was a book. I immediately got up, went to the bookstore, bought the book, crushed the book it's in two fiction. days. Um, yeah, it's fiction it's about fiction. a couple in the Upper Rainer East Side. fiction. You know I, it's good. I know. Um, he's a doctor and she runs like a talent agency. It is so phenomenal about the things that we really think are going to make us happy and, and relationships that we think are going to make us happy forever and how we can sort of destroy them and destroy each other and our own view of how we've contributed to those things. And it's not like a happy read or a happy watch, but it's really, it makes you be very introspective about your own life and your own wants. And okay. Claire Danes is so good in no, this. There's it's nobody, incredible. She's like a top five actress to yes. me. I mean, Homeland, oh my God. She I mean, back from outrageous. my so-called life, I, all I'd want to do was be her. I would just like pretend to be angsty because I wanted to be her. I still dress like her. <laughs> I've loved her since Romeo and Juliet. Huh? <laughs> 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 she was fucked up. She was so good at it. Um, the book is phenomenal, and I will say this is one of the book and the show almost follow each other verbatim. Ooh, um, and it is the exact same storyline. I was not let down whatsoever at all. Actually, watching actors play out the book has been really incredible, and like you really feel it deeply. So, um, phenomenal book and a great show, and uh, make you feel a lot of feelings. Well, you recommended it to me and my mom you texted us <laughs> yeah. and my parents downstairs tv recently doesn't have hulu anymore hulu like has something where they're not they might have disappeared from your tv <laughs> and so she, then we couldn't watch it now she's watching it upstairs in her like woman cave whatever because my parents have their separate tv rooms uh -huh. like please i mean that's the secret to a good marriage yeah, and uh she started it and is loving it i'm glad that she so liked it I group text thank you, you for the rack <laughs> so just a couple things to breeze through we are obsessed with white lotus this season is fucking wild i like it more than the first one uh Maybe we'll do a recap for YouTube like eventually. But anyway, we love White Lotus. Goes without saying, this this will be dated by this time this comes out. But this last, two weeks ago now, like the end scene. Haunts us every day. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, and then Sex Lives of College Girls, Raina said it, but I just have to reiterate, like I just love it so fucking much. I think that- Well, I haven't started the second season and you Oh, have. yeah, okay. So it's back. Bella is one of the funniest characters I've ever seen on TV. I laugh out loud at that mm -hmm. show. 
you know, so many shows go through a second season slump. This is the second season is better than the first. They are crushing it. I'm obsessed with it. There's a stripper scene that really speaks, speaks to our brand. Um, I watched from scratch. You didn't like it? I thought you loved it. I don't know. I had a (laughs) hangover from crying. I'm not kidding. I felt like I went out. Like my, I watched it. My mom had already watched and she rewatched it with me for seven hours. We watched all of it. I woke up the next morning, headache, eyes, bloodshot. Like, what is it about? Everybody says it's a this. true story. Also, I didn't even know this. Okay. So this woman wrote this book based on her true life experience. And I didn't know anything. I thought it was like three or four episodes. It's the first episode they're in Italy. It's when they meet. I thought the whole thing took place in Italy. I, the second episode, what? I was like, what the fuck is going on? What is the show about? I mean, all right, well, <laughs> spoiler alerts. Like, so this this woman meets this man in Italy. I actually, if I'm going to say my note on the show, I, I think there should have been a little more between them falling in love. I wish there would have been two episodes in Italy okay. of, of the eight episodes. That's my one note. Uh, love the show. I just think it moved a little too fast paced and I would have liked to see a little bit more of them actually like their dynamic anyway. And then they, he moves to uh, LA with her. He's from, he's Sicilian and uh, he's a chef and she is an artist and it's Zoe Zaldana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this hot guy, you're going to think he's very hot. And it's their life together and it's tragic. Everybody says they like cried and told her. You just keep crying. One thing happens, is it you, sad you recover. Is it sad Then crying? another thing happens. You, then you're recovered, then you start crying again. <laughs> By the end of it, I feel like I got beat up. Like, I don't recommend you I binge it. Just- like, it is so intense. <laughs> I mean, that's how I felt about, I'm glad that my mom died. Like, I finished it and I was like, everybody's got to read this. But like, I was like, you're not going to feel good at the end of this. It, it you will, you'll be, you'll be fine. Like you, uh-huh. you will be fine. You know, it's just like, it's not going to leave you, f- it, you. It rips your heart out, but you don't end it feeling like depressed. Like it's got a happy enough ending. Like you're, 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 you're going to be fine, mm-hmm. but you're going to be fucked up. Like you're not meant to, like crying is intense. Like if you cry all night, mm-hmm. like I wake up feeling like I got drunk. Like my head hurts. My yes, face yes, yes. is puffy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Can't recommend it enough, I guess. Um, <laughs> And then you know I love a Christmas rom-com and I like this one on Netflix called The Noel Diary. Justin Hartley's in it. A little tough because we're team Chriselle. But <laughs> I think that, dare I say, is probably one of the best holiday movies of the season. In terms of Netflix does it really good. They're not as corny as Hallmark. I'm past. I, I don't do Hallmark anymore. My bars as raised. We don't really watch holiday movies at your parents for Christmas. I have to be completely honest with you. I don't think I've seen a lot of the holiday movies. Like, yeah, I don't know that Miracle, that's your vibe. Wait, what, what are the ones that everyone's seen? Like Miracle on 34th Street. I've never seen that. I don't know. We just a Christmas watch, Story? Never seen it. I don't like that one that much. We just watch Home Alone. But these are the different vibes. These are like the rom-coms. Yeah, I'd rather that. These other old dusty movies. I'm sure it was part of my childhood. Dusty movies? Like it was part of the rest of your childhoods. I'm, not, I'm a Jew. So I don't know. I didn't watch this oh, stuff right. growing up. Oh, right. Well, this is a good one. It's it's like, oh, they're all going to be corny. It's a holiday rom-com, but I like the story. This one's different. It, I think they're, they can all feel like the same. Like I saw some meme that was like, I fell asleep in the middle of one Hallmark movie and woke up in the middle Watch of another one. one. It was the same fucking thing. <laughs> I really liked it. And then the thing that I'm loving the most is I said last week that I'm watching Laguna Beach she, on Netflix. So she can't stop talking about and it. And I started listening to... Back to the Beach, which is the podcast, which is on Dear Media, which we have the the founder on today. And uh, it was a, a Dear Media episode, essentially. And it's Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti recapping 
the show episode by episode. When you sent me that photo of Jason from season two and said, I forgot. I forgot Jason. was on this show. Jason was like the Jason, original no fuckboy. Fuck garbage. The real one. Like, the realist. Mr. Big was like the original fiction fuckboy, but Jason was like the biggest fuckboy of them all. Yes. I mean, it was, he was also a high school kid, but <laughs> let's just go back. There's, just, there's only this first season of Back to the Beach, which is the podcast. I have never loved a content consumption experience as much as I've loved this. Really? Watching the show, then listening to them break down the show. Mm-hmm. I've never loved anything more. I was taking, I, I listened to it all the way, drive to Delaware, all the way back, taking walks with Azul. I was like taking walks with Azul solo on the farm, wouldn't let anyone else go because I like need to their listen insights? to this podcast. Obsessed. <laughs> I have never heard people pull back the curtain like this so much. Like we all know reality TV, like so much of it is staged, like, it's not scripted, but it's directed is one thing that they say. And I'm just so excited for you to listen because if you if you guys like the show at all, you're going to be obsessed with rewatch. I think you need to rewatch it. You're not going to remember if you haven't watched it since like 04 or like, you know, the mm-hmm. early 2000s. Like rewatch it, listen to them, break down every episode. Like, I mean, I think MTV was ahead of, this, ahead of their time when they created the show, but listening to them talk about what was real and what was staged and what was taken out of context and... They do say, like, we were manipulated. We felt taken advantage of. They got paid very little. And I have mixed feelings about it. They end up having one of the producers, the creator of the show, on later. And the show wouldn't be the show if they didn't do that. You know what I mean? But I all I also have these mixed feelings of, like, these were kids. And they were, they were 17, maybe even some 16. And they were being completely manipulated by producers, which I think that they felt like they were in good hands. Like, the producer episode, I, again, mixed feelings on it. At the beginning, I'm like... I don't like this. I feel like it's like the the same old producer reality star where you the producers just like they pretend they're your friends. They tell you how brilliant, how beautiful, how amazing you are. Meanwhile, they're behind the scenes just trying to create good content at, mm-hmm. and it comes at the expense of your reputation. But then you hear, you know, Kristen Steven say like we would do it all over again and we had a great experience and everyone knows that what they did was what it takes to create good TV and we watch it and love it. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it because you you ultimately say to yourself like these were kids, you know. That's my only really thing. Sick. These aren't like housewives, yeah. and like they didn't start like wine labels the next season and become really famous. Yeah. It's less beneficial for them in the time, and it's they're not old enough to be manipulated like this. And it was really hard for me to watch. You remember that show, Pretty Wild? Oh on yeah. E? And then yeah. there was that documentary about the bling ring, and um, the documentary on Netflix about that was talking about how these girls were like heavily manipulated by like their lawyers and the other people in their lives on the reality show. I mean, Alexis, I think Alexis Nyers was told by her lawyer that she was going to be like acquitted and they made it all up Mm -hmm. and they filmed it. And it's like sick to watch this like child be told that she's going to like be fine and everything's all right. Well, like that was a complete lie. And it's just, you you really feel for these kids. And this is not what happened on Lagoon Beach. Of course, this was just love triangles and stuff. And ultimately they all became really famous because of it. Lo Bosworth is incredibly famous. Lauren Conrad, they're also famous. Yeah. I haven't listened to the Lauren episode yet. I'm saving it for last. I, I almost called out of work that day. I mean, I can't wait to listen. I hate to even speak on this without listening to that one. But yes, like I'd, I'd wonder if you'd ask the people that didn't get that famous, like Jessica, for example, yeah. like <laughs> who didn't get, who didn't look great and then didn't get famous on top of it. I'd be curious if they would say they regretted it. But yes, people have made their lives out of this. They are eternally grateful. It wasn't that bad. They did protect them. They didn't show them having sex or you know like right. they did a they did a good job but like I think I'm just so obsessed with like truth and nothing being taken out of context that's why I would never do reality TV like when I'm listening to it and listening to how MTV put them in these positions edited things together for months apart to make mm-hmm. it look a certain way to follow a certain storyline I'm knowing that 
it's my nightmare. So I would never be able to do it on the producer side and I would never be able to do it in front of the camera. Did you watch this TikTok the other day? It was about Love is Blind. It's, it's every reality show, but they use Love is Blind as the example. It's a couple that's talking, I forget which one, they have food on their plates and the amount of food constantly changes when they switch back and forth. And so what the person is responding to is actually not the part of the conversation that yeah. they are replying to. And the volume of food on their plate is constantly changing yeah. when they swap back and forth. And it's just, that is the level of like manipulation. I just like a hot take, but it, like it makes me mad because you develop all these feelings. Like I see what happens to these people and the amount of comments they get. And it's just like, none of this is real. I know. And that is like, that's what's so crazy. Like, this isn't a hot take. When you see someone on a reality show, you don't see their mouth say the words and it sounds a little different. It means that they said it later, you know, and right. they're, they, they're called wild lines. And so much of Laguna Beach was wild lines because they didn't have testimonials. So they had to build a story in 21 minutes and 30 seconds max based on just footage, no testimonials. And so, so much of it had to kind of be done later in the sound booth or in the, in, in the van outside, you know? And so what they did was brilliant. I still have mixed feelings on it, but it created a show that I love and the kids feel good about it. So I can feel good about it. Um, but I wanted to say this too, because Kristen Cavallari comes up in this episode, Lauren draws a correlation between the two of them. And we ask her how like her relationship is successful and you know how she like landed her husband, not that, you know, like they're, they have an equal partnership, but we just kind of ask. She gave a very like Kristen Cavallari response, like very like, you know, be nonchalant, be aloof, be kind of bitchy, <laughs> act like you don't care, always keep them wondering. And that's not unnatural for her. She's not playing games or playing a part. That's how she is. And she draws a correlation between her and Kristen and how they grew up. And that's how Kristen is. And that was always her thing. And she got all the guys. And in the episode, I didn't know that that was going to come up. And so I've thought about it. And I do feel like if I'm looking back, if I'm reflecting on my relationships, of course, I always want to be in a relationship where I'm vulnerable and someone knows I care about them and I'm not playing games at all. But when I think about my relationships that have actually been long-term successful, fallen in love mutually, whatever, it, always at the beginning, the guy was like, I didn't know if you liked me and I thought you were kind of a bitch. And <laughs> like it's, me, it's kind of true. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like that forever. I don't want my partner long-term to not know where he stands with me. But at the beginning, if I'm being honest with myself, the guys that have fallen for me all have the same story that they really weren't sure. And they just thought I was like this bad bitch and didn't give a fuck and didn't know how I felt about them at the beginning. Yeah, of course. And I, we talked about this today. And every time I have, it's a hard thing to manufacture, right? You can't do you it. Can't you can't do it. You can't, I'm not, I wasn't acting. Right. I can't do it. Like you have to be authentic to yourself. Yes. And, I think about Eden, for example, and her husband. I'm sure that wasn't the case at all. I think they fell in love with each other immediately and they were both probably super vulnerable to each other and I love you so much. And like, it doesn't work for everybody. No. But I wanted to talk about it because like we used to always say like, do nothing, you know? It is, but that's that's it. And Kristen Cavallari, she'll say she did that with everybody and all the guys were in love with her and she doesn't really manufacture it. She just like couldn't be bothered. And it was amazing. And every time I've like <laughs> tried so hard, people can smell the desperation. Yeah, and this just, this isn't us ever telling you to be someone you're not, to put on an act, to play games, but it boils down to the most you can do is love your life, make it full, don't be desperate for a partner, have a life you're proud of, do other shit, date around so you're not too pressed on one person, do your affirmations, know you're a bad bitch, know your worth, whatever it is, 
it'll come across mm-hmm. if you do all those stuff and then it is natural. And no, we're not all going to be like Kristen or, or Lauren Bostic or, but I think it's an interesting take. And I think every couple is different and what works and this wouldn't work for some people and it hasn't worked for some people. And I just wanted to say though, like it did work for me if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Every time I've been like, somebody's been really obsessed with me. It works out really well. Cause I was not into them in the beginning. <laughs> And like when we were talking to her, I was like, huh, how do I feel about this concept? And even on their podcast, we'll be on their podcast. But then when I really think about it, it's like, it tracks. I think about your last boyfriend. You weren't sure. You made me. I pressured you into it. Look how that turned out. (laughs) Thanks, But I also think about people that like, I'm trying so hard. I'm like this puppy dog and I'm like trying to hang out and I'm texting and I'm like asking to see them. And it just, it feels like they have, they're not that into me. And what that has caused is it's bred a little bit of like anxious attachment in me to like seek out to them. And I'm like gripping at something and it's like, they don't want to see you and you're trying so hard and it's making it less attractive. Yes. And I'm telling you, I mean, so much of my twenties was thinking, what would Kristen Cavallari do? Me too. I wrote like notes in my phone about it. Also, Ashley and I believe in being in the driver's seat in your life. We are, we don't really subscribe to like, well, if they want to see you, they will. It's like, you can make an effort to be in control in your life, but also like, don't be so thirsty for it. <laughs> do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. No, I just, I think it's a, a nice tie-in yeah. to today. And with that being said, we're going to head on over to the interview. Yeah. All right, guys, we are so excited to finally welcome this duo onto our show. She is the founder and creator behind the Skinny Confidential, a media empire brand product line. She reaches millions of people. She's also the author of Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. He is the founder and CEO of Dear Media, a mega podcast network. Every week, this married duo interviews a mix of entrepreneurs, doctors, celebrities, authors, experts, and more. Please welcome to the show, Lauren and Michael Bostic. Hi, what an intro. Whoa. <laughs> We'd like to hype people That's up. Right. Yeah, I will take is the it. Intros. Also, Michael is our old friend. Yeah, very old friend. Yes. We've known him since the inception since of the, the beginning podcast. Of you know what? I think that you should have Michael voice something <laughs> on the app. the app. So what character would How Michael do? you guys do? had a space Your podcast cowboy, producer. Yeah. Maybe space cowboy. You're fucking in space. Yeah, people know his voice. <laughs> well, you, got, you probably have a better there. idea than me. No, I feel like it's like you 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 want to start a podcast, you meet with this person. Yeah. This hey, welcome to Dear like, Media. Let's just do what I'm you Michael already Bostic. do. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that's a real good image. Like, Dear Media collab. Hey, come over, join Dear Media, and let me just accost you. <laughs> no, but you start talking about like the type of guarantee. Like the, the money's going to be sexy. Uh-huh. Like the deal points are going to be sexy. Part of the interview is she's, she has to show you her tits. I think, okay. I mean, I think it's, it's great. Your wife. It's a casting couch you know? situation. <laughs> yeah. It'll spice it up. Like, go for it. All you right. can be a voice, the Michael Bostic voice. Um, but, and then it'd be funny if, you, if he walked in on you listening to the app and you, it wasn't his story. You were like, he was like, no. why are you listening to Clint? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm on the cowboy <laughs> or the horse. <laughs> I'm going to start walking around in cowboy boots in the house. Um, well, you guys, we're so excited to have you on the show. Will you tell um, our audience a little about yourselves? I am Lauren Bostic, Michael's wife. I'm, as you introduced, an entrepreneur. I have two children. I started the Skinny Confidential like 13 years ago. That's so awesome. Um, like an OG blogger. OG vibe. blogger. And now it's a podcast, a brand, product line. Yeah, she started the blog back when people, like before the term influencer even existed, back when mm-hmm. people used to say, like, how, do you, how are you going to make money doing this? Yeah. 
And then I think like from that, you know, my background was in commerce, but we had this idea to do a podcast. And again, it was at a time when you had to like create videos online to show people where the podcast app was. And we just did it as a thing to kind of do together online. It was definitely like just like a side uh-huh. hustle type thing. And yeah, it's changed and bloomed into a lot of things since yeah. then. Yeah, it's so cool. I like talking to like original people in in the space. It's very cool. Because it's it's so different now. The landscape has completely changed. Yeah. Which is wild to see how it's evolved. Just the podcast space and Instagram and even TikTok. Yeah, I went from blogger to influencer to podcaster. To now entrepreneur. To <laughs> sex toy peddler. I mean. Um, <laughs> but, but So you guys met when you were 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it hasn't been the fairy tale, you would think, like the, the rom-com. But I, we would need to hear this story. We met when we were 12, literally on the playground. Um, Michael thought I was the substitute teacher. <laughs> That's not true. No, oh, no, he did. I had huge in. boobs and I was this tall. No, listen, I was dating this other girl and she was, <laughs> she was a sixth grader and I was a sixth grader and Lauren came in as a fully developed woman and I... <laughs> Were you also a sixth grader? Or you, she was yeah, a sixth okay. grader, but like somehow she developed very quickly. I mean, right I felt that. Kind of I had double D boobs when I was like 12. You too? Uh, not double D. God, I would have been jealous though. Double D boobs? I had huge yeah, but boobs as a kid. I bet all the boys liked you. Everybody liked me. Everybody thought I was a substitute teacher. Okay, I mean, so Lauren, you were like, she's I was not a like, kid. I was like, listen, I got to go. I got. I found a new pursuit because I mean, I'll I never forget. I like... <laughs> I was like the star of the sixth grade play and was singing girls just want to have fun. Oh my God. And I was wearing like this blue sequin dress that was so short and inappropriate for a sixth grader and like really (laughs) lifted my boobs. And you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, I jerked off to it for sure. (laughs) You did, huh? Because we talked about your high school in your episode that you guys were like, you were like one of those sexual middle school, sixth grade. Sixth grade. Our, Our school was very... Sex positive, as you said, it was very like. It wasn't forward. the school? That sounds like the school was so. Cool. No, but there's schools like that. There's shows about it, like Sex Education. Yes, maybe. our school was like very like like euphoric. Yeah, what's the show Euphoria. called? Euphoria. Yeah, that's uh, that. I watched that show and I'm like, this that's is my right. high school. When you were 12, you remembered you have a, a memory unlocked of jerking off to this blue sequin dress. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is my favorite story that my yeah. husband I, could jerk off to me in the sixth grade play. Like I think about <laughs> it every day still. <laughs> She's still the dress. She's 12 still. I will put that address on like that. I will do that. No, our school was very euphoria. Like it was, I I literally watched that show and I was like, I don't get, I don't get the big deal. And it was even like more forward too. When I watched Laguna Beach, remember that show was like popular when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, it's kind of vanilla. I think (laughs) that's crazy. I love that. Uh huh. I think it was like before, like, you know, like I remember like you would find porn in the bushes somewhere. Like there'd be like a magazine that somebody would just toss a playboy in the bushes. Like, yeah, or like a VHS somewhere. Pile. Yeah. I feel like Why? This, they were like, story. This, is, this is so boring. No, but I'm saying like it garbage. was not like it wasn't abundant, and we had you know like 56k dial-up internet. Like, hey, so like we that. had to jack off. To, there no, wasn't. You, to you had to use life. your imagination back. No, totally. he used to page me on my we're pager. We're better for it. Yeah, like one four three in the morning. One yeah, pagers. So you guys were together till fifteen. No, we, we, we bailed out at like a, she, she ended up cheating on me for some dorky older guy at 14. Like what what is, you what wanted an cheating? actor. What is cheating when you're 12? Cheating? I, I don't know if you know, was cheating. It was, it was like, borderline. I haven't forgiven her yet. It wasn't 12. It was 15 or 14. Oh, like real cheating. Yeah. Okay. But we, like I said, our school was pretty forward. 
Um, and we, we kind of split up, but we were in the same high school and there was always like this chemistry, like a, an electric chemistry, but I was always like leaving him hanging. And that's why I gave the advice that we gave on our podcast. It was like, I always would just like leave. You've just played hard to get forever. Literally for, I swear to God for 10 years. Like it was like always just leaving my scent behind. Did you have a parent that told you like never Never show a boy that you like them, yes. or did you invent that? You did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you oh, did. Yes. You learned it young. It's kind oh, of Kristen yes. Cavallari. You brought up Laguna Beach, but that was like her energy too. It's funny because she was. She has a similar story with how she was raised. Your her mom? parents got oh, divorced, and then she went and lived with her dad. Uh huh. And that was kind of my. I saw my dad like just date all these different kinds of women, and I was so young, and it was like having a front row seat to seeing what worked and what didn't. And so I would be 12, 13, he would date all these different kinds of women. Some would be desperate. Some would, some would be aloof. Some would be, and the one that ended up quote unquote, like getting him was the one that was always disinterested. Like he just, and he dated a lot of women. My dad was like kind of a playboy. So I was really able to see this like experiment in front of me and he showed me like always dangle the carrot, always dangle it. And I, I, he, I told him this the other night we were having drinks or in Cabo. And I was like, yeah, you really taught me how to like manhandle men. And he was like, oh, I'm st-, like apologizing. And I was like, no, 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 no. This has given me such like inside information that I wouldn't have had, had I had seen this like perfect loving marriage. And I'm a big believer that like everything that that sort of happens to you there's 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 reason behind it and there's purpose and you can use and and make it work and manipulate it to how you want it to do good in your life so that was kind of the front row seat i saw when i was young and okay. it worked out and it's it's not everybody's story or how everybody <laughs> end, ends up in a, in a healthy loving relationship but it is certainly a strategy well, like, but honestly, that works. Um, it's I, kind of like art of war. <laughs> I um, I give myself most of the credit because oh. <laughs> no, I'm be dead honest. Lauren's like, this is new because to me. I think like so. We talked about this on our show. Like, the games are are fine to a point, but you don't want to play so many games where yeah. you where you lose either man, woman, whatever. You miss the person. your you, you don't want to miss. Ahead of your um, mark, or you can never stop, and it's the foundation yeah, of the entire like, relationship. We, we joke and we play around, and like there is like there is this thing that in our really like I like the pursuit, and we do that, but. Like obviously we've been together a long time. We love each other. We have two two children. Yeah. Um. But I like I dated a lot of women between Lauren. Um. Mm-hmm. For, between fifteen and <laughs> yeah. Well, in college I was just like running um, around. He was a maniac. Um. And, and I think it was good for me. But there was always this thing with like with her where I was like, okay, like that's the one that I'm going to get back to if it made sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Or if that makes sense. And so like when we finally got back after I was in college and she like we we've been like kind of ser- we've been serious since then, right? It was like and I was very aggressive about that pursuit and like saying like, hey. No more fucking around. Like I'm not fucking around. You're not fucking around. Like we're this is this is happening now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then been together since. But and thanks, then, Dad. Yeah. Do you? But is that part of it? Like just a little bit of that well, always been hard to get. No, I think well that yes. Lauren but, would tell you it is. Be honest. No, yeah, there, there probably probably is that too. But I think genuinely like, and I I say this again like just being careful, but. I think when a man or in my case, when you know, you know, but for me, I was like, okay, with her, I knew and I was done with, with the others. And so 
you know, like when I got serious, I got serious. And so, um, I think I just, I, I grew up in a, in a household where like I saw monogamous parents and I, that was my example. And so with her, it was, is the opposite. And when we got together, I was like, Hey, listen, this is what it's going to look like to be in a, in a healthy marriage. And like, this is what I'm going to commit to. And hopefully what you're going to commit to. And like, these are the things that we're going to do and not do. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, fortunately it's worked. I mean, a little manipulation, you know. Yeah, I'm never sure some of it goes back to like childhood. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I don't like. I don't think you have to show all your cards. I, I, you know what, I, I, again, I think that there's tons of different schools of thought, and we talked about this in our episode as well. But I've, I've seen this a lot work well. Like I have a, a college friend that I was like, she just, I, I remember thinking it when she landed her now husband. They've been together since we were in co- in college. Where I'm like, he just doesn't really know where she stands and I could like feel it, you know, and they're, they have three, three kids. I think like they, they're secure. They're in a happy, healthy, loving marriage with kids. But I see that. And we have another friend and I want to put him on blast. He just feels like he is the lucky one. I think a little bit like in terms of, he just feels like he snagged this woman and she just is a little aloof sometimes. And again, they're, they're married with a child. And I think it's like, that was her game too. And I think that's kind of just naturally how she is as well. I think you have to think you're fucking great. If you don't think you're fucking great, someone else isn't going to think you're fucking great. I think you also have to have, even I've been married for a long time. The, the, the mentality of like, if you want something, go see what's down the street. Goodbye. Like, I don't, I also, I also don't want someone to that. Like, I don't want to be someone's sloppy seconds. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. if if you don't think you're great, other people aren't going to think you're great. I think you have to be just confident with who you are and like who you are. And I, I really think that, you know, you you shouldn't know where you stand. Here's the thing. I I think Lauren (laughs) and I separately with, without being together are probably like you would classify like two alphas. We're like outspoken, you know, we do our own thing, we have our own businesses, like all that. But I think it's okay in the relationship to not be the alpha in some case. So for me, like, I like like to feel lucky. Like I do feel lucky that I'm with my wife and Mm -hmm. I do feel like I'm pursuing her and I do feel like I got the better end of the bargain than she did. Does that make sense? No, that's the, I wasn't going to say it, but that's the (laughs) secret that everyone would tell you if you're talking about a heterosexual man, female relationship, that the man should like love the woman a little more. But I think that's okay. And I think sometimes when you get like certain people feel like they got to like maybe win or like be the alpha in the relationship. And I'm like, I I'm fine in some scenarios being like, I love my wife. I'm lucky to be with my wife. Like I got the better end of the bargain. We hear this a lot and it's, I think it's real. And it's like, as a woman that I'd feel like I, you know, do identify with being an alpha. Like you hear that it can't work and you guys, it's, it well, works. Imagine if I was like, God, you're like, you're lucky to be like, it would, I don't know it if it would work. work. Yeah. I don't know if it would work as well. We see that too. And we're like, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I think you both are alpha. And I think that it's just about finding someone who you're not settling for and finding someone who is comfortable with you being confident. If you go to dinner with someone and you're at a dinner table with a bunch of people and they're uncomfortable when you have a thought or have something to say, they got to go. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the person should be like proud that the other person has something to say. Yes. How sexy is it when you see a man yeah. who's like killing it in the world and he's yeah. so alpha and he's like, my wife is on the biggest pedestal I could put her on. Like how sexy is that to find somebody like that? And it's so uh, impressive. Yeah. And I mean, Raina observe couples and talk about this shit for a living. So we have a lot of information. I do think you see those couples where you can just tell that the man feels like, 
she's so lucky to be with him. And you can tell, you can almost feel like she feels that too. And like, she's the one that's kind of chasing and, mm-hmm. you know, worried he's going to leave. And it, 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 we watch it go up in flames typically can, most times. Yeah. I feel like as a man, I can get my wins in other areas. Like I can, you know, I yes. can win business, right? I could go win. I can, I don't need to win with my wife, right? I don't need her mm-hmm. to, I don't need to like make her feel second to me. Right. I can mm-hmm. do that. And I, I can like find those areas. I, I think love that. sometimes yeah. when like men need to be like the alpha, they take it too far and they, they kind of backfires where maybe they make, I'm just going to use men and women in this like heterosexual relationship in this example. Like maybe they make the woman feel less wanted mm-hmm. and like that energy extrapolates into the rest of the relationship. And when you, and then you make someone feel less confident and if they feel less confident, it's like you're probably having worse sex and you're probably having, you know, worse dinner conversations and you're probably, it's just, there's so many ways. So I'm like, yeah. why would I want to put that into the relationship? Yes, I can go get yes, that other absolutely. areas. Absolutely. I love when somebody who I am so impressed by chooses me and I'm excited by that. And yeah. it turns me on. And I've, I find that I stop wanting to have sex with somebody when I'm not that impressed by them. So like being with somebody that I feel like has chosen me, that I, that it is so alpha that I'm so impressed by makes me want to fuck their brains out. Yeah. Um, and we do want to talk about your guys' sex life. <laughs> well, did you guys have sex when you were kids? Um, we, I gave a blowjob <laughs> and my dad found us in the closet. Yeah. We, not I, mid blowjob. No, he found us Almost. in the closet half naked. It went in sixth grade uh, and he told the story you, at my wedding. You blew Michael in sixth grade. I blew Michael in seventh grade. Love that. What? You know what though? <laughs> and here we are I, I married with two kids. Your dad was I didn't mad mean that with judgment at all. Oh no, I just, no, no, no. I'm not impressed. saying, I'm not saying that you met it. I think, I, I think you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Her dad was in a big rage at the time, but I say it to him all and the you're time. You're like, but I'm, I'm like, gonna get my dick sucked. I'm oh, like, you mean b- yeah, after he found at, you? No, at, when He's he like, we got no closet. They he were in threw a rage. me in his car. I was in my boxers. He dragged me down the street. He, I was freaking out. This back when there were payphones. He threw me out of the car in my underwear. And then yeah, I had so to, this is why I think it's, I'm comfortable with like you asked on our podcast. I had to sex. call my dad from the payphone because it's payphone days. Dad, come get me! You're in boxers on the side the, of the road. Dad was screaming at me. I waited for some fatherly advice at the other end, and all I heard was bellowing laughter. That's it. All I heard was my dad just laughing his face off. <laughs> Her mom called, said, we're, they're going to boarding school. My mom yelled at me. My dad's like, you we idiot. Didn't Why didn't you jump school. off the balcony? It was a whole thing. Then, okay, take me back to Can like day two my, after that. What is my happen- favorite origin story I know, this is amazing. <laughs> I need to hear everything about it. What happened the day after that? Like, how were you let back into the house? Well, you were let back in the house. That's why you started, well, was your yeah. dad proud? Yeah, well, I think he thought it was funny. Yeah. Was, like the, he called, he's your like, your son's going to blow job. You're like, go off house. Yeah. How did how did he get into her house? I know how he got back into his house. (laughs) When the first time I gave you a blowjob, you said to me, "I'll never forget this." You go, "Are you scared of the one-eyed snake?" (laughs) (laughs) Twelve. I was I was I was twelve. Right? Give me. I I was was like I was like okay. My dirty talk has improved since then. Yeah. Give me a shot on the app. I promise it's it's gotten better. Let's go with that. Ask that question on the app. I mean that's that. Um, No, but I mean listen, we were like I said, we were sexually charged early on, and then. yeah, I mean, but I joke with her dad now. I was like, listen, I know you were mad, but like two grandkids later, like you got to. He's not mad at you. So, blowjob still today? Blowjob still today. Fuck yeah. Give us blowjob. tips. Our audience loves blowjob tips. We we love blowjob tips. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You yeah. got to do the coin. Oh, I don't know this. <laughs> I don't know. Lisa Rana taught me this. It's the coin. You got to take your finger. This is like a little, this is an elementary tip. You got to take your is finger. It a quarter? And make it like okay, okay, an okay sign, like a okay. Okay. And then while you're doing the coin, you got to twist your wrist, like a flick, not like a big twist, like a, 
Are you okay? You know, I'm getting riled up. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to demonstrate on the bottom. <laughs> Let me tell you how I blow, guys. <laughs> a flick of the wrist with the coin, and you're alternating between going tight and not going too tight. And then you you cannot neglect the balls. I think the balls Wait, are can like. Can we go back so, to the coin? You're on the penis. Like I can show you're just you. Using the hand. You're you know? like you're you're keeping. The are penis you just in doing two? Direction. Are you using a, a just your index finger like and your thumb though, or your whole hand? Your you're, whole. you're coined. Like the, the the penis we hope is like you know. Yeah, this but and the so rest of your fingers you're not using. No, nope, just ring the coin. Really? Okay. Yeah, just the you coin. You think you'd want more coverage? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. You don't need that much coverage. Uh-uh. Oh, thank you. You've never told me that, really? Well, you don't want it to be too grippy. You know? it's too, if it's I mean, too I mean, cover it fully. Well, I think you can. Don't let it catch I a breeze. You, it's a bag of Chex Mix. You want to mix it up. So For sometimes sure. you sure, you cover None it fully. None of this fully. is wrong. But I like to start with the coin. Okay. I like to definitely give attention to the balls. And I think Josh Flagg just turned me on to well, the Josh sensitivity went, of the taint. Josh is like, yeah, so a lot play. of we people forget about play. the taint. Mm-hmm. And I think a great lube is great. I also think using a vibrator while you're giving a blowjob. Here's my thing with a blowjob. A lot of people don't like giving a blowjob. And my theory on this, because I've really thought about it, is that I think sometimes maybe they're not doing it as efficiently and quickly as possible to get it done so it doesn't seem so overwhelming. And what I mean by that is like, if you're not doing all these tricks, it's going to take 10 minutes as opposed to it taking two minutes. Hold on, give me uh-huh. more credit than that. Go Are ahead. you finishing the... Bl- <laughs> so you say 10 minutes. <laughs> also, um, I want to hear Michael wrangle yeah, the moves. I, yeah, I would like to... He was like, which blowjob's going to show up today? It's like different characters. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Checkers, you have to mix it up. But are you finishing the blowjob? Because So we always say, like, one of our best pieces of advice is you don't have to finish a blow. You can no, just start a blowjob as foreplay. Yeah, will. I have no do, problem. Do both. But I th- will blow my husband any day of the week, five times a day, if he asks me. I, uh, listen, Damn, you guys. I'm... I'm I want to date you, It's because it was your origin story, so it's close to your heart. <laughs> no, I think it's, this is my husband. Yeah. If I if I don't want if I'm not like he does so many things for me in my life, and if he wants a blowjob, he's my husband. I've, I've I'll give him a blowjob well, whenever he wants. Name one time in your have, entire life have, never, that I've said no never, to a blowjob. I am so impressed by you. Never. This is this is what I want to claim but, someday. But you're not like demanding blowjobs five times a day. Right when you guys get out of this interview, I'm going to demand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> which, which method? No, but I think he's not demanding it all the time because he's not. I don't, I don't feel deprived and I feel like in a relationship, you know, people, you guys talk about this all the time. People want to explore their sexuality and people want to have a partner. They feel confident exploring that sexuality with, right? As soon as you're in a relationship and somebody shuts something down right away and says, I don't do that. Or I don't partake in that. It's like, you may be shutting down something that somebody is very interested in or, or, you know, wants to carry into the relationship. So I just feel like sex is probably one of, I mean, it is the most intimate, one of the most intimate things that come into a relationship and to like shut doors and not be open to exploring things with your partner. I mean, you guys talk about this all the time. Yeah. It could be harmful to the relationship. And I think men and women, maybe they, they're not as open or they get a little bit insecure. Or they're uncomfortable to talk about these, but at least for Lauren and I, like if we want to do something in the bedroom, we talk about it and then we try it and like, if we like it, we like it. If we don't, then we don't. Yeah, so not, nothing's off limits, though. Do you guys have? I feel like this is such like an elementary question, but everybody wanted to know. And you guys do seem to have a really spicy sex life. So if somebody says to you, like, "How do you guys keep it spicy?" Still, so do you have like an answer for that? That was our number one question. Like, like pe- it's such for that people wanted to know. Yeah. yeah, and we just would love your answer to that. Like everybody, every couple's different, but like, how do you? It's very rare to hear. I would still blow my husband five five times a week, and I have two kids, and we both have these huge businesses. I, my stepmom, and I say this on our podcast, so if someone's listening and they've heard it, sorry. I said one time, there was one time that I was bartending until like one in the morning. I was like 22 years old and I came home. I was so tired. And you, Michael wanted to have sex. And I called my stepmom the next day and I was just like, I'm so tired. 
I've been working, I'm bartending, I'm working on the blog all day. I'm just exhausted. And she's like, and I thought she was going to be like, oh yeah, like I understand. He's going to have to like understand. And she literally told me, she's like, Lauren, you rally. And again, <laughs> this is who this is this is who my father married. Remember, remember, I saw oh, him right, date all right. different kinds of women. Julie, Julie. I saw him date all different kinds of women. I saw him date like a different kind of energies. I saw him date desperate. I saw him date the the, the aloof poodle. And Julie, shout out Julie, to Julie, is like such, I love you. She's aloof. She's you should still, coach football teams. No, you rally. And I, ever since then, like if my husband wants to have sex, it's not like he, like I said, we're so alpha in so many areas and dominant. If he wants to have sex, I'm gonna have sex. And but if, I'm not a total dickhead. I'm but also, like, what about you? When you want to have sex, you have sex. Yeah, too. But like, yeah. I'm not a total dickhead. Like I don't see her come home late and be like get on your knees. Here you go. Like, I don't, you know, and I, I think like the fact that I know that it's available, I don't take advantage of it. Right. Where like men feel like if it's, I'm just using men cause I'm a man. If like men feel like there's, it, it, it's, it's not available or it's being held back. It like becomes this, this weird tension in the relationship. And so to me, like I don't take advantage of the policy, so to say, right. Well, I think you can read the room with this woman that you've known for so long. Like, I think this goes both ways. Like as a woman, if you got home and you wanted to have sex and your partner was like, I'm just really tired, like it hurts, you know? And I also think that both parties in a relationship where you know each other very well and you respect each other and respect each other's boundaries and can, again, read each other, you're not going to push that on someone if they're so tired, they've had a tough day, you know, but we feel the same way. And that's how you slowly start to spiral into that. We're not having sex anymore yep. because there were so many instances of just really tired. And I just, and again, this is not to push yourself outside of something mm -hmm. you don't, it's not to do something you don't want to do. But I mean, I remember that with an ex of like, a, I remember being really juiced up to want to fuck this one particular night. And he was like in that tired, he bartended to mode. And I just remember feeling so rejected. And it was so early on that I was like, Oh my God, it's the beginning of the end. And of course I, we talked it out and we, but it was just like a, I wish he would have rallied. When uh, <laughs> women want to be desired. When Lauren and I are having issues in our relationship and like, listen, we've been together a long time and I'm, we're not going to go here. We're like, Oh, we have two kids. And this, like, we're bit, like, we have issues Like we work, but I think we're both committed to work through them. But when it comes to sex in the bedroom, like I notice that whenever we're struggling in the relationship, it's when we're having less sex. Like when I'm 10 months pregnant, you know, or when we're, it's like not or like, <laughs> the we, hottest we can, thing you want to do. Yeah. And if we can get back to that and be like, okay, like how does the relationship start? Usually it starts hot and heavy people having really great sex. And then over time it kind of gets lower and lower and less and less and less. And people get away from it and they become mm -hmm. like these weird roommates or like co-parents or for us, it's like, okay, how do you put the relationship and the sex first? Because if you do that, I feel the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. We've talked to a lot of experts that would echo that what's happening in the bedroom can be mirroring what's happening outside the relationship too. And then you could also hear couples say that like, I don't know, it's just not that important to us. I mean, it's not everybody's Everybody's different. I don't By the way, that's fine though. If this, people don't think it's that important, that's that's fine too. I think that I think you gotta if you're gonna get married to someone, I think it's probably important to set the expectation and be on the same page in that area. And it's so interesting. You like look at finances before you get married and you do all these prenups yeah. and all this. You talk about how many kids you want to have, but you're like not on the same page about how often you want to have sex. Mm -hmm. And that mismatch is a big fucking mismatch. I mean, it's a huge issue. We talk, we have every time we do an episode with a sex expert, people, they're like, I want to have sex and he doesn't, or sh I want to have sex and she doesn't like the libidos get mismatched. And over time things change too. kids and everything comes in the mix. But 
yeah, when I say couples that it's not that important to them, I mean that it's mutual. The problem is when one person is not being fulfilled. And to your point, there's mismatches like times when, you know, she's more turned on and I'm less or I'm more turned on and she's less. And I think that that becomes a difficulty in the relationship if somebody feels like they're not desired. And so to the point, I think like, how do we keep it hot and heavy? It's like one, same as you guys, we talk to so many people, we know that it is important for a relationship to survive. And anytime we start to get away from like, okay, let's get it back. And listen, like we have great sex because we know each other so well. And we've been together a long time. And whenever we get back to, we're like, oh damn, that was really good sex. Right. And mm-hmm. so then, like when you're reminded of that, you're like, okay, like back to it. You just, you, you got to make an effort just like anything else. Like people, Lauren said, you manage your books, you manage your kids, you manage like your business, all these things. Nobody takes time to actually manage their sex life and like get better in their sex life. It's a great point. I think people want to, but I think life gets in the way. But if you started off with a similar libido and you both wanted to have sex all the time and one of you is not experiencing that anymore, you should check in with yourself and check in with your partner about what has changed here. Because for me, in every relationship, when the sex starts to go, it's because I have probably stopped respecting you or enjoying you. And I the sex goes away because I don't want to fuck you. I don't feel like being like on top of you. I don't want to blow you. I don't think you deserve it. It's just it, my mind doesn't go there. So when my libido towards another person has suddenly changed and it's so obvious um it's immediately because something is wrong in the relationship if you and i were sitting on the couch drinking wine i would tell you the second that you say i'm i don't want to blow you because you don't deserve it it's time to move on to find someone else Hmm. because i i don't think in our whole entire relationship i've ever thought i don't want to blow you you don't deserve it that there's something more there there's something more to what you just said than I don't want to blow you. You don't deserve it. It's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger picture. He's treating you rude at dinner. He's diminishing you. He's watering you down. So I haven't experienced that in a negative way. I've experienced that. I'm just sort of not impressed by the way you're living your life. And it doesn't turn me on. But it's not too far from what she's saying. That's what I'm saying. There's something else. But I want to qualify and say, nobody's, I I haven't been in situations where people like tarled me. And I'm like, I'm going to withhold sex from you. I've just been in situations where I don't feel like doing this because I'm not impressed by you and the way that you're living your life. And yes, it is similar to what you're saying but I there's think something else you have to stop and I remember the last relationship I was in we took this vacation right before we broke up we didn't have sex the whole time we were staying at this great resort this great hotel and we didn't have sex the entire time and I was like this is over for me yeah well, well Lauren what you're saying I think is like people might be listening and they're like oh my god I said that I said that to last time I was with my girls drinking wine mm-hmm. like I'm not he doesn't deserve this right now and like that doesn't mean it's the end all be all the relationship, but it does mean to examine why you feel that way about your partner. Yeah, there's something more going on. Do women, this is for all the women, do women feel that like a blowjob is some kind of reward system? Because I look at a blowjob or going down on someone or whatever, it's just foreplay. And I feel like as soon as you put like, this is something I do only as a action once you do something is, yeah. is like that is probably something that needs to be examined because you're just like, if the idea is to have great sex in the bedroom, mm-hmm. why are you taking something out of that and looking at it as like a reward? Like, so everybody feel- feels different about that. And some people are like, I just don't like blowjobs and I do do it as a reward. That is not, not how I feel. Actually. I've just used that as an example of one sex act. Um, I think that some people don't like doing it. It is a little nice gift for you, but I'm, um, if but I don't I would, feel like I giving, wouldn't want that with going down on me. Like, what if I was like, I'm not going down on you because you don't deserve it today. <laughs> Bye. Right? Yeah. Or what if a guy was like, I only eat her pussy on her birthday. Like we would hate that. Yeah. I would feel perfectly fine saying to my partner, I don't feel like fucking you because I don't like how you are. I don't like the person that you are right now. If I and I would feel perfectly empowered to say that. And then you take a pause and you decide to yourself either with the partner or solo, like, 
does this relationship have legs? Do I want to work on the, the feelings that I'm feeling that make me not want to be intimate with you? Yeah, I just think sex should not be a bargaining chip in the relationship. It should mm-hmm. just be something that both people desire together. And if not, it's kind of like, go be friends. Yeah. I mean, I used to say early on in the podcast, blowjobs are for boyfriends just because it's like, it's a dick in my mouth. Like I just kind of want to like the person, but I've kind of had to walk it back. I've I sucked love some dick this year that I've just a one night stand. <laughs> yeah, it's I was fun. Happy to do it. Yeah. Because um, I was really into the person, but you know, I don't, I just don't like a stick, a stick a random dick in my mouth. And I don't necessarily expect, you know, a guy to just like put my clit in his mouth either. <laughs> but I, I, you're right with this whole, like, let's think about what we're saying here. When we say like, I only do that on special occasions. It's like, I wouldn't want someone to say that about going down to me mm-hmm. or I don't do this thing that she likes except for a few special occasions. Well, let's also find a way to make it more enjoyable for you. So like if somebody said to me like, I don't need pussy, I'd be like, but what about this? Do you not enjoy? And like, this is something I like, and this is important to me. So like, let's figure out how to make this pleasurable for both of us. Like Ashley said, you should think like boyfriends for, for boyfriends, but you found people that you really enjoyed doing that with. And yeah. I think that like, me hammering her about how much I love sucking dick every day has really changed her life. Well, and so you like it and you don't. She does like it now. I, yeah. you like it. I didn't feel like I liked it until I really had a partner that made me feel like I was good at it. So that's a large part of it too. And we talked about this in our blowjob episode is like, you don't think you're good at it. So it doesn't make you want to do it. You're like, you're in your head. Am I doing this right? Is, you know, so I think a lot of that is learning tips and tricks and all that, but having a partner that's like, that's so hot. I like it. Sure. And it's worth being said, like if Lauren was going down there and doing that to me and I could look down and she just absolutely fucking hated it, (laughs) I I wouldn't be like, keep going. I'd be like, this is, this is really weird. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's another thing people have to match, not only, you know, in the mind, but in the bedroom and in the, like you have to, when you find somebody that you're going to end up with, it's like, make sure you're aligned. You're going to be with them. Let me put this Every single day you're committing for the rest of your life in the morning and the night. Like I want everyone to like really think about that when they get married. For me, I would rather be alone then settle for someone who's fucking annoying. Yeah, I have a like a really like one of our best friends, and he's a huge blowjob guy. And like he'll get with a girl, and if she's not, he'll be he'll end it right away. And I don't think that's the wrong attitude. I think like if that's something that's important in his life, and he's with someone that's like that's never happened, he's like, well, then let's not you know like let's not force it on somebody. Yeah, I don't think we should force it. I mean, if somebody was like, I got a butt sex every day, I'd be like, I'm just I'm not your girl. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, like that. And there's yeah. and as much as I'm like open minded and kumbaya about like let's find out why you don't like this and how to make it more pleasurable. I don't like it. There's no way you're gonna ever make me like it. I don't care if you have a tiny dick and we use all the lube available in the world. I'm never gonna like it. If you want to do it, sometimes I will. And bear it, but all the time, no. But yeah. if you want your dick sucked every day, I'm your girl. No, if some guy's like, it. I don't eat pussy, I'd be first. like, she's what? your girl, you guys. I'm like, no, I want DJ Khaled. I'm not gonna yeah. be with you. Totally, it's a weird line to take, too. I, I just won't do that. But I, me saying this, I'm like, I won't do butt stuff. <laughs> but I won't eat pussy. It's that's not. It's a weird line to take. I mean, if you're if you want, I think too to like refine your blowjob skills. I think the first trick is to change your mindset. And like with me, my mindset isn't like, oh, I have to do this. It's like, I want to please the person that I love and make, make him feel good. 
I think that's the first unlock. You got to change the mindset. And the second tip is if you really don't like it, then be efficient about getting it done quick. Like <laughs> don't give energy. like a boring, like church blow job. You know like, what I just thought about? Get creative. Me, I was sucking a dick in church. Two it minutes is so different hot. than 10 minutes. Let me, I'm sorry. Let me yeah. say this girl. Cause I, I realize yeah. that I'm probably into your, to your entire audience getting painted as a huge blow job guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're probably sitting back and be like, no, this guy is just, I no, actually, you, when you brought up the 12 year old story, that's where we just went. I think it's, so. it's I actually, like sex better, like actual, like intercourse, okay. Better. Okay. put that in the, in the show notes because I don't want to, you know, listen, I like the, the blowjobs are good, but I don't want to be like, that's the blowjob guy. Right. Like, I love the, yeah. the correction. I You're just had, I thought too. about, I'm like, holy shit, this entire massive audience, like there's that the dear media blowjob guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, I just want, if you guys can have, if, if there's a minute answer to this, um, and then I do want to talk about like, maybe we'll, we'll see what we get to. We want to talk about your products and your book and everything. And I could talk to you forever about skincare and everything else, but also people can listen to your show. Uh, you guys, you know, you don't work together all the time. Clearly you have different careers, but you do do some things together. You live together, you parent together. And do you ever get tired of each other? Do you feel like you have separate lives going on? Like what is the secret to just really live, work and play together and still having this spicy sex life? I think that's su that's such a funny question because you you guys uh, yesterday I was g getting on a plane to come to New York at midnight or whatever time it was and I was thinking to myself I would be miserable doing this if I wasn't with Michael mm -hmm. Aww, I really yeah. and I think it's because I really like him I think you really have to like each that's other that's the secret that's what I'm saying mm -hmm. that's your answer that's really important to like each other because I would not I would not want to come to, and I don't mean I'd be miserable to like do this podcast I mean I'd just be miserable to get on a plane at midnight and leaving my kids without like alone I wouldn't like that uh -huh. and so that's number one and number two is business working together is very, very, very challenging. There's a lot of different hurdles to overcome with it. And you really have to be on the same page and set expectations of who's doing what before you get involved. And that's that was the main point of my question is that you guys not only are clearly you're married, you're parents, but you also do work together in some capacity. It's just a lot. Well, people you know. see, so what people don't realize is like Lauren and I have always maintained separate businesses. So the Skinny Confidential is Lauren's business. Right. She's the founder, she's the CEO, she runs yep. that entire business. I happen to partake in the podcast, obviously, like we did that together as like a thing to create online together. Um, and obviously like now Dear Media is invested in her business and we're partners in that way. But like when it comes to the Skinny Confidential brand, her book, the like everything, that's hers. I'm not, I don't get involved at all unless mm -hmm. she's asking for consulting or advising, whatever I can help as I a husband. I call it requests for coaching. Um, and then like I'm running- if I'm at requests for coaching, you're sure. allowed to get involved. And then I'm running Dear Media separately right. with a completely different team and a completely different structure on my own every day. So- it's nice because we have these separate worlds and separate companies and separate, you know, team members, um, but we get to come together and do this kind of thing, which makes us spend a lot of time together, but also having our own separate things. I think couples get in a lot of trouble when it's like, if I was to just go into her thing. Yeah. Like if he was my photographer, like, that's exactly what or I'm like thinking if about. I was like trying the to blogger, photographer. But by the way, that might work for someone, but for totally. me, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Or if mm -hmm. she was like helping me run dear media, or if I was like running, I think that would be really challenging. Also I, parenting, being in a relationship. Like, I don't think we could do it. I, so. And I approach I dear media, like I approach my relationship. I drop a hint and a seed and I walk away. 
I like what you said about requests for coaching too, because I think that sometimes we feel like from our partner we're being really criticized and we didn't ask, you know, <laughs> or we're being given advice that we didn't really ask for. And you're like, I just was venting. I wasn't looking for you to like problem solve for me. And it seems like you guys have like some pretty healthy boundaries and you like each other. How many couples do we meet? I'm just like, you don't but that's like you like whole, each that's other. That's the secret is like literally the most simple thing ever. It's like, like do you like, do you, you, don't you want to hang out with friends you like? Do you yeah, want to hang out with friends that you don't like? Mm-hmm. You guys seem like people that wouldn't. You both seem no, like I don't people like us where it's like I'm not I, I mean I don't know I get annoyed easily I don't want to be friends with everybody I don't give people my energy if I don't like them so Good for you okay the, one burning question I can't forget to ask this Lauren you just got your lips done today yeah do they so make good. for a better blowjob well, we'll see let's ask Michael <laughs> yeah but but you gotta like wait for them to set in do you know what I mean uh-huh. like you can't like tonight like the blowjob right, like, can you gonna do it be tonight? like I'm just telling you it's gonna be like why are you giving me that look well, I don't know what you're about to say it's gonna be like a six Oh, like it's oh you're going to do it tonight, though. Day of the lips. Well, we don't have aren't kids. Get, but aren't they going to get bruised? But Michael wants sex more. He's not a big blowjob Let guy. me tell you guys something. We, <laughs> oh we just went down to Cabo for 10 days for our anniversary. We thought it was going to be the hottest, sexiest team. We brought our kids. No. We, th- no. it was the kids are the bug eyed, like, like they're lemurs in the night. So what are we you get doing? Two or three nights <laughs> away now. And we're like, all right, like let this, it's, it's t- like, yeah. when we're, we're out on the town and there's no kids, like we'll see yeah. what happens. Okay. I just wondered, I haven't had my lips done. I probably should look into it, but I just didn't <laughs> you know. know if you can go out and suck dick that day. Yeah, no, you, I would, uh-huh. I mean, you can suck dick with your lips done today. Like it's not going to be the best blowjob, but I would wait until they settle in to okay. really give a great blowjob and yeah it's it's i think it's gonna be good because they're like dsl they're like big they're like random will you just text us later just a number and then we'll know what it's about yeah six seven i'll text you a video okay oh yeah yeah, we would love to watch it okay before we let you guys (laughs) out here i know you guys have to go can (laughs) we can we just talk about your products and your book and where everybody can find you guys and all that stuff we've just i know our audience i mean you brought us the roller i brought you guys the roller this is fucking amazing if you run puffy this city makes me the most puffy so to wake up in the morning put it in the freezer but unless you don't want it too cold, put it in the fridge. And then I brought you guys a book too. Get I, the fuck out of I love this book. So I was listening to some of your episodes and I've listened before about skincare and there's so much in here. I love oh the name. God, I think I only brought you guys I, one book. I have to send you another I'll one. take it. Raina doesn't do skincare. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm actually don't do skincare, Raina, but I'm I want your book. Okay, I'm going to send you. Will you text me it's, your address? Yes, I and will. And your friend's address. And I want you to be back at Erewhon because I live right by there in LA. Well, maybe you is. can go get it. The pink drink. Okay. okay. Um, and you guys can find us on the Skinny Confidential podcast. Michael's at Dear Media. Yeah, I think like for me, like obviously we do the podcast together uh, twice a week, but yeah. Also check out Dear Media. And we you love guys Dear just Media. With us. So many. Yeah, people. so check us out on their show um, and check out everything that they do on all the shows at Dear Media, of course. We have so many friends there as well. Um, thank you guys for doing this. Thank this you guys was for so much us. fun. I could have talked to you guys for I hours. Um, and you guys know where to find us. Girlsgotteat.com, Girls Got Podcast on Instagram, Girls Got Podcast on TikTok, Ash has Raina.greenberg, Vibes Only, VibesOnly.com, all the things you guys know at this point. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. 